Hello, mamas, Laura here, and today we are chatting about how to empower mothers through education to help better support their babies to sleep, and why we won't be using the term sleep training. Enjoy! Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today, we're kicking off with our fourth episode in our newborn life series with the wonderful Jen Butler, who is our early parenting expert. In today's episode, we chat about the sleep training culture and why Jen prefers not to use this term and how she instead aims to empower mothers with education to help support their babies to sleep better. I also add my two bobs worth about my personal experience with using a sleep consultant. I had a lot of baggage around hiring a sleep consultant as I thought it meant I had to let my child cry it out and not attend to their needs, which I just couldn't bring myself to do. But as Jen and I discuss, this is rarely ever the case and that a good sleep consultant will work with you and your family's values to achieve the goals that you personally want to meet with you and your baby's sleep. If you haven't listened to the first three episodes in this newborn life series, I do encourage you to go back and give them a listen first, as this will help set you up with the foundational knowledge you'll need to understand today's episode best. You don't want to miss any of our amazing episodes coming up. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast today. Now, this Newborn Life podcast series is coming to an end, but don't forget this entire series, including all our other podcast series, plus the bonus episode on swaddling, dummies, and ideal sleep environments is all inside my online membership program, The Pregnancy Posse. You can trial it for seven days by visiting thepregnancyposse.com. We also have weekly tailored workouts for each specific stage of pregnancy, an extensive resources library, wonderful community forum, and weekly Q&A sessions with myself where I answer all the Posse member questions. I cannot wait to help support you through pregnancy. So if you are wanting more support and guidance, just visit thepregnancyposse.com. Now, let's get into episode four or five in this newborn life series and chat to the incredible Jen Butler about this whole sleep training business. What I want to delve into now, and I think this is a really juicy topic, and it's definitely one that I feel very passionate about. I know you feel very passionate about, but let's talk sleep training. So sleep training cops a lot of flack. I don't even know if that's the term. Do you use that term, sleep training? I don't, and I actually have just recently changed my terminology and how I describe it. It's actually reflective of exactly what you're saying is a, such a negative connotation with sleep training. And so I actually talk to families, like my thing, my, I don't know, call it a slogan if you will, but I teach parents how to improve their baby and toddler's sleep through education, not sleep training. Mm. So like, like, and that's my thing is that I'm not sleep training anyone because I just like, okay, it's got a terrible uh, like connotation, but I also think the word's bad. Like sleep training isn't a great way of putting it because it sounds so 
like training. It sounds like you're training a dog. Like it's, you know, it's that. It sounds very rigid. Exactly. And it also is associated with the harsh forms of sleep training where it's like, all right, we go, we put our baby in the cot and we just shut the door and we, you know, they eventually learn to sort themselves out because they'll learn to self-soothe because they have to. There is such easy, wonderful ways to help support your baby and toddler's sleep that doesn't require Mm -hmm. that. Now, at the end of the day, I'm very clear that there, is, there should be no guilt felt from mums or fathers who have used those methods where it's more of that controlled crying or cried out. Because at the end of the day, we're doing the best we can with the knowledge we have. And perhaps if they knew of other ways, they might have done it differently. But we do what we do because that's all we know until someone tells us otherwise, you know. Um, but, God, it is such a controversial topic. It really is. And... I'd love to hear your opinion on why you think that is, but I have sought the advice of a sleep consultant twice now with both Mussy and Pia, and I was totally fine with it with Pia because I'd done it before, but I felt so much, oh, I think shame is the right word around doing it with Mussy, and I was so nervous because I thought I would have to let him cry it out, and I thought that I was just going to have to suck it up and get on with it because right now sleeping wasn't working for us. And it was the total opposite of that. And exactly like what you just said, it was about just education. Mm -hmm. And it it honestly took about three tweaks. He went from breastfeeding six times overnight to sleeping through three nights later. And it was the easiest thing. I kicked myself that I hadn't done it earlier. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's what everyone should expect because that certainly hasn't happened with PR, but even with PR, it was the tiniest little tweaks to her daytime awake times, how she was settling at night, her sleep environment. There was none of this harsh extinction crying. There was there was nothing like that. And oh, I just wish I could sing from the rooftops. If you need help with sleep and if it is a problem for you, that is not your only resort. It is not you have to go see a sleep consultant to cry it out. I've never met a sleep consultant, to be perfectly honest, that has that method anyway. No. Everybody focuses on setting you up so that you don't actually have to let your baby cry that much anyway. And I really like that um, that idea that the settling part and the, the, the baby crying part, that's like the plan Z. So it's mm. like, let's set up all these other factors first so that you're in the perfect position for your baby to actually sleep well, that you don't actually then need to rely on all these crazy settling methods and um, you know letting them cry for a certain amount of time. And something I really like that you say a lot, Jen, and I wholeheartedly believe in this, is that it's only a problem if it's a problem. Mm. Because I find a lot of people then go, oh, well, is it a problem then that my child breastfeeds Mm. 18 times overnight? Well, it's not, if that's okay with you. Like there is no problem with that. It's just that if all of a sudden I got to the point where I was like, this isn't working for me anymore. Previous to that, I'd been feeding overnight a zillion times a night and I was fine with it. But I finally acknowledged I'm not okay anymore. And I think that's a really important part of it is that it's only a problem if it's a problem. There is no right way to sleep. There is no right way to guide your child to sleep. It's only when it's not working for either you or your baby or both. Anyway, I've totally hijacked that topic. I am not the sleep expert here. No, but that's exactly, it is so (laughs) true. And I work with so many families. They'll have been doing something for X amount of time and then suddenly they're like i've had enough like i've got another baby coming i've got this like whatever your reasoning is it doesn't matter what the reasoning is but you're ready for change it can be applied to so many areas of our life like i 
hate that I always seem to talk about weight loss as a comparison, but like you could be a certain size or something or a certain fitness level and you're like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. Like, this is cool. This is cool. And then eventually you're like, you know what? Now I'm ready to get fit or I'm ready to lose some weight. And then you're like, I'm ready to make some changes. And it's the same with sleep. Like you're cruising, you're happy, and then you're not happy anymore. And it's time to make a difference. And so Mm. sometimes though we don't have the answer for how that looks. And that's where we come in as sleep consultants is it's about us educating, providing our um, strategies and our education to help to teach you what needs the, the tweaks that needs to change. And sometimes it is that we do need to talk a lot about different ways of settling to what you're doing. Other times it is mm. just a few little tweaks and, you know, it can do magnificent things. So, yeah, you're spot on. And I'm, I know this is all going to be very personal and I certainly don't expect you to be able to address everyone's concerns all at once, but I know that this comes up a lot with my posse members asking about it. If you are, say, someone who actually wants to breastfeed to sleep or someone who wants to co-sleep with your child or wants to rock them to sleep or any of those things, it is true, correct me if I'm wrong, that you can still do a sleep consultant. You can still get advice. You can still improve your baby's sleep without needing for it to look a certain way, correct? Like you don't need to stop co-sleeping, stop feeding, all of those things necessarily to improve sleep. I work with a lot of mums where their end goal is not to have a baby sleeping independently in their cot without any night feeds. I work with families that do want that. I worked with families that just want to not be a constant boob source all night but still maintain their co-sleeping relationship. Your goals, like, and this is what I talk about a lot, like, and what I, I guess, pride myself on is that we're all unique in what we actually want in life. And so it is not about, it's about achieving your individual goals. If you do want the plan to get to my baby's in my own room and I've got my own sleep space, perfect, we can do that. But if you just want a better sleeping baby but to still have them near you, then that's absolutely achievable. Just like everything, what parents often lack is understanding fully what is required of sleep. And once you understand that, then you've got the blueprint for getting to whatever goal your world looks like like whatever that looks like for you so yes it's not about this is why i love you jen (laughs) i think you have such a wonderful approach like i feel so comfortable and i don't even have any personal questions (laughs) for you but i just think you have such a nice ability to yeah like not make someone feel like they're doing it the wrong way um again i do that in quotation marks there is no wrong way and i think you are just perfect at saying, what are your goals? How can I support you to achieve those goals? Which exactly. I think is so empowering for new mums. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Ah, oh, I love you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Hey mamas, Laura here. This is exactly the episode I needed to hear when I was umming and ahhing for months on whether or not to seek help with my first baby's sleep patterns. And boy, am I so glad I finally did. But it certainly didn't come without some serious emotional baggage. So I hope this episode helps to reassure any mummers who might be in a similar situation to where I was. My favorite quote from this podcast was when Jen said, it's only a problem when it's a problem. I have so many friends who say things like, oh, maybe I should get some help too because I still feed my baby to sleep or maybe I'm doing it wrong because we co-sleep every night or insert any other perceived problem that you like. 
If you are happy with your sleep and your child's sleep, then please do not worry. Just keep enjoying it because there is no right and wrong. There is no black and white. You should seek help when you feel there is a problem that is no longer serving you or your baby very well. But until then, just relax and enjoy. Now, if you'd like to connect with Jen or learn more from her, you can find her on Instagram at Jen Butler Early Parenting. Now, Jen has kindly shared a bonus six episode with all Posse members where we discuss dummies, ideal sleep environments, including white noise, darkness, temperature, and so much more, plus Jen's famous swaddling technique. This bonus episode is now up inside my online pregnancy program, The Pregnancy Posse, as well as all of our other podcast series. There are also weekly tailored pregnancy workouts and an incredible community forum, which I know you're going to love too. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to learn more and trial it for seven days. We've got one more episode left in this incredible newborn life series. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss it. I will catch you soon for the final episode in this series where we are going to chat about how to include your partner and siblings in helping to care for a newborn child. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.